0: Welcome to Queer Longing, a podcast where we discuss and explore everything that we're longing for and living for in our queer community. I'm Olivia Taylor. I'm Lucy Sassel. Hi yeah, you're right. Oh yeah, I'm fine. How are you? Yeah, um, I'm okay. I come to you fresh from um a Zoom leaving party because that's where life is at now. Um, yes, that is that's yeah. the, the
1: leaving party of the of the year, isn't it? nice zoom a couple of did you do some quizzes i assume i know you did we did
0: did like 76 quizzes two rounds of which were from the ones that you sent me so thank you so much oh stunning Um, which ones did you take (laughs) i did the film one the film taglines one one. and the like characters from series one
1: aren't they i thought one very novel great rounds
0: (laughs) really great rounds the other ones i thought were absolutely so solid crew the geography one i was like those lakes what (laughs) <laughs> much cleverer than me so um it, I, I write yeah. the quiz I didn't do it so <laughs> <laughs> um yeah I thought you know by the time we get around to it everyone will have had like six glasses of wine so they're not about to like know about the lakes of Ontario maybe uh, maybe I'm projecting who knows but um yeah that was that was um sad but fun
1: so a leaving party what does that mean for you in terms of career
0: Well um, I've been doing an attachment and then um, I've been doing that for like just over a year so I'm going back to what I was um, doing before so like still at the BBC and still kind of like broadly a similar area but yeah I've went away to do some other things but then um, they got me some nice presents so that was nice and um, I got this card. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) Um, which is, that... is what? Yeah, please explain. Well, it's it's me at a service station. Basically, like went around some service stations inadvertently hunting down um, my out of home campaign for a campaign that I did while I was on this attachment. So it's like the most like the most like COVID nineteen vibe <laughs> uh, ethic. Um, rainy, anorak on, mask on outside a service station socially distant so yeah yeah, that's the vibe but yeah that was nice and then um I got that and then I got um some um some other like crying presents and um some nice brownies and I also got which is funny because we had been talking about this possibly not on the last podcast but on the podcast before about how good of a present a book subscription is and I got one yes they're such a good present what 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 book
1: subscription have they signed you up for
0: well they like shared like a slideshow of like the present but it was (laughs) all happening so fast so I can't remember what it is but I think it's like I think it's like I don't know one that I'd like nice yeah I'm
1: sure I'm sure it will be sure it (laughs) Um, will be
0: yeah 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 so um I'm looking forward to that um I don't know when the first book is coming but I'll let you know what it is when I get it um it might be the same one that you've got I don't know but yeah. um we'll, it's we'll a, find out
1: it's a very exciting thing every now and you know like I sort of forget about it and then all of a sudden there's another box in your in your post box and it's like ah, oh, a new book it's so cool so um yeah, yeah no, they're they're a great thing um I got uh just got my september one from uh queer book box which is amaru al book so uh oh, Life okay. is Unicorn. so i'm yeah. uh, really looking forward to reading that that should be really good so um yeah if you sign up for if it's this one um then you're in for some treats and really good books so
0: far real um so yeah that's been my day anything else to report from your ends what's been going on
1: Oh, God. I mean, nothing really at all. Um, let's let's not even pretend that anything has happened. I literally cannot think of what I've done since. I feel like now that we, because uh, we had so much time off, now I feel like mm. I've done absolutely, I and mean, we had like a bunch of things to talk about. Now I'm like, I've done nothing. I don't know what to say. One week goes uh, by
0: so quickly. <laughs> yeah, it, it so. does. What, what does it all mean? <laughs> I don't know. But. Um, well, looking ahead then, Lucy, what are you living and longing for this week and you know possibly into the next <laughs> um well uh they're very dubious ones
1: this week because you know times are tough sometimes uh so this week <laughs> i am living for right um i uh have realized recently that i need some new trousers <laughs> right. mm. i i i only really buy clothes maybe quarterly um, maybe, yeah. I think each season. I think what do I need for the upcoming season? Um, mm. And I, um, all of my trousers don't really fit me anymore because uh, I've lost a bunch of weight since I since I bought them, and it's starting to annoy me. Uh, and they just aren't really very practical anymore. So I was like, right, I'm just gonna. I need a new pair. Of, I want a new pair of black jeans. How hard can that be? So I ordered like seven pairs off ASOS to try. You know, just mm. like try them all. None of them fit. And I was like, "Okay, this is infuriating So I was like, what I need to do Is like, just bite a bullet Go to the shop And try a mod, Right. <laughs> now, I had heard rumours Etc, that changing rooms are shut Which is like, totally makes sense But that only in some shops And not in other shops So I mm. wasn't sure what to expect I decided, mm. after work yesterday I was going to go to the one and only Trafford Centre Hell on earth to Oh my
0: god who, did did you hear assess this
1: what <laughs> cuz i cuz on my way home from work i can get in there it'll be i can get in get out half an
0: hour yeah and i guess it's like free parking and you don't yeah, need to like i'd done fast. some
1: research i'd found some jeans in h&m that i thought would be all right to try so i went and i got there and um went into m I picked up like five different pairs of jeans, try all different sizes, walked over to the changing rooms. They were shut. <laughs> uh. like, for fuck's sake. So anyway, I ended up having to buy some and bring them home. And obviously they are there. I bought two different styles. They are the same size and one fits fine. And it's quite nice. I'll keep them. The other same size completely completely tiny it's like what what the fuck i like yeah fuck, absolutely insane but anyway what i'm living for though is that the traffic center was very quiet and i just went and had a wander around and i went to that hilarious bit that's like supposed to be a, sh- a ship yes <laughs> and basically just pretend like wander around that and like laughed at it and just like <laughs> basically pretended i was like on holiday in vegas so <laughs>
0: It is very Vegas vibes of so traffic Vegas. center. So like Vegas. there's no windows you're not supposed to know like what time of day it is, very Vegas.
1: Exactly. And so I'm living for my tiny little trip to Vegas of the North, traffic center. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it, it Well, felt So weird.
0: If I had to put money on what you're living for would be, it never would have been that. So you always surprise me Lucy. <laughs>
1: Well, you know, I'm a jack-of-all-trades, master of none, Um, and I'm longing for when I go and return my clothes, because they don't fit, and I get to go to Vegas again. No, I'm joking, I'm not. (laughs) I'm actually actually really not looking forward to that, but um, what I'm longing for, this is very, very tenuous as well, but I'm longing for, and hear me out, I'm longing for... (laughs) No, right, I'll tell the story first. So... We realized the other day, somebody mentioned baked beans, <laughs> right? As someone does. Who knows where that came from? But I realized that of the whole of lockdown, the whole of this, this year, basically, I have not had beans on toast. <laughs> and, really? Yeah. Beans on toast is such a like simple meal. It's such a meal you like turn to when you don't really know what to do about food and you just sort of need something to, you know, sustain you. It's comforting. I love it. I only recently realized I like beans again. So it's like a big thing for me. I've not had <laughs> beans on toast in so long. So yesterday, because I am currently alone in my flat uh, and my flatmates have gone away. I, uh, Went after the traffic centre, I went to Asda, but I went at the exact wrong time, which is A, you're really hungry, and B, you don't, like, haven't made a list or anything, which I usually do, and I just, like, wandered around, you know, just, like, picking things off the shelf, being like, yeah, yeah, and so I got, like, loads of weird shit, including a tin of, I mean, tin of beans isn't weird, but I bought tin of beans, <laughs> I bought some fish fingers, which I haven't had for ages either,
0: and I bought some potato croquettes, I don't know why! <laughs> oh, you're gonna have a little baby tea?
1: Yeah. so like, that's am, a,
0: it's an after-school tea with a friend
1: I am longing for my after-school tea with a friend myself uh, <laughs> that, <makes me laughs> havoc. So, that is what I'm living and longing for it's the little things
0: um, these so days is. it so is
1: and what are you living and longing for
0: well um on the subject of um surprising livings um I'm weirdly living for, um, my couch to 5k experience so far. Yes. Um, I mean, I say that it's not like, you know, I'm probably not going to be saying that, you know, in week eight or whatever, but okay. So, so, you know, ages ago when we had Carrie carry on the podcast, well, a couple of months ago talking about running and, um, I've been thinking about doing it for a while, but sort of similarly to her, um, how she described, um, what she sort of thought about running at the beginning, she was like, you know, she just perceived it as this like absolutely like inaccessible thing to her, like whatever. I was completely the same, and I like had it in my mind for like months and months and months, and like never told anybody. And then I told a few people I was thinking about doing it because I wanted to have the accountability of them yeah. like asking me about it. Um, and then I decided that I couldn't start until I'd like got the right clothes. And then I decided I couldn't start. until so i would like got the right water bottle and then I decided I couldn't start because of like, you know, various reasons. So this went on for maybe like three months before I actually started. And then I went on holiday and then I was going to start. But then by the time I'd like got back from doing all the holiday things that day, I was like, felt too tired. So I was like, right, when I get back on holiday, I'm going to start. And I actually finally, after probably three and a half months of messing about, started and um my first experience was um really great until i landed um in an absolute swan dive on um some muddy cobbles under a bridge on the canal winded myself and um all my airpods flew out of my ears nearly into the canal and I smashed my phone. Um so that was my couch 5K week one run one but um other than that like up until that point it had been quite fun and then i was like no i cannot let this get in the way i must go forth so luckily um it was just the like tempered glass cover on my phone airpods were okay so i was like right i must live to couch 5k again and i did and i've been doing it and now i'm in um week two and I was really dreading this week because it like changes again. You have to like run for longer and stuff. But weirdly, and again, I'm very ready for this to change. The most recent one that I did, which is meant to be the hardest, felt the easiest. So I am very, very slow, obviously. I basically like scream the whole way through it because I hate it so much while I'm doing it. But then that thing that people say about like feeling quite nice after exercise Who knew that was real? Turns out Um, they were onto something. (laughs) Turns out they were. So, you know, I don't know where it's all going to end and, and um, I've been taking a lot of inspiration from Bethany Rutter from Instagram who has been um, she's not from Instagram but on her Instagram um, which is where um, she's born been, and bred <laughs> yeah she's been recording her experience of um, couched 5k and um, I think it's like basically nearly finished and was talking about having run like 27 minutes the other day without stopping which is completely like anathema to me like I just can't even imagine that at the moment I'm running for like 90 seconds at time like it's not it's not far um or long but I guess at the beginning of that I was like I couldn't even run for like 10 seconds so it's just kind of interesting and then I messaged her about it being like I just I don't know if I can ever do that she was like no you will it just happens you'll do it so I'm trying not to overthink it but as you can probably tell massively overthinking it but for now it feels I feel proud of myself that I'm sticking to it so far and it's actually like not that bad so um yeah that is what I'm weirdly living for and then longing for like I mentioned before I just want my new cool book to come through my book present so that is my um longing so yeah surprises in 2020 who knew there's twists and turns every month of this year Uh what will yeah, be next? that that much that much is true have you um have you had a pumpkin spice latte yet
1: <laughs> i've never had a pumpkin spice latte
0: no i've never had one ever i don't even know what pumpkin spice is like what is the taste of it
1: i've had is it like pump- the
0: taste of pumpkin pie yeah pretty
1: much i've had pumpkin spice things um novelty treats or whatever um, <laughs> sound like a pet but, um, but <laughs> yeah it's basically pumpkin pie but like amped up to the max and to me I don't want to drink pumpkin pie so it's not
0: no. for me. I don't like pumpkin pie I don't like sweet potato pie I don't really like anything that's cinnamony and made from a pumpkin so yeah. it's just it's not my not my taste I like the smell not the taste yeah. same with like christmas love the smell of Christmas not the flavour of Christmas a lot of the time do you know
1: what I mean yeah I do you don't like those kind of aromatic spices I remember because uh I was thinking the other day about cinnamon I I was like someone doesn't like cinnamon who is it it's you isn't it
0: yeah I I don't mind it in like you know like a curry where it's sort of balanced with other quite like heady flavours that's fine but um yeah I'm not about to have like a spiced cake or anything I don't care for it Fair enough. Um, By C&R. yeah Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so those are our livings and longings. So on to consumies. What have you been watching, reading, digesting? Or before we get to that, is there anything from the news desk? Uh,
1: well, anyone who's anyone will know that there's been some incredibly disappointing, more disappointing, very devastating, very, very stupid and ridiculous news re-JK Rowling. But um, as most people... Who I sort of uh, have seen on Twitter, etc., have said don't really want to give time to that, so we're not going to actually expand on what's been going on there. But um, instead, people have been saying don't give the space to J.K. Rowling uh, in your socials, in your media, in your in your output. Give the space to trans authors and trans people, and I think that is absolutely the way forward. Um, you know, let her fade into insignificance because she is insignificant. Um so what I wanted to highlight is that Books Beyond Bars, uh, who Felix, who runs Book Beyond Bars, who we had at our live show, which was a whole oh yeah. more than a year ago.
0: More than a year ago, <gasps> but feels like a few months ago. But as yeah. I say to you, everything everything feels like three months ago. <laughs> no more, no less. Everything <laughs> is three months.
1: Uh, yeah. <laughs> um yeah. So uh Felix is one of the people behind Books Beyond Bars, the main person I believe. Uh, and um they did a really great uh sort of story and it's on a highlight now on their instagram um of trans authors and books by trans people that um you can read and give your time and money to and i would really recommend um just going on their instagram following them anyway because they have great content and they're really great cause and just you know getting some great book inspo from um the highlight of trans authors i certainly have taken down many many names and will be uh purchasing some of the books so i think that is the best way forward um yeah so that's my only news bit do you have any news olivia before we go on to rex
0: well, straight from the Queer News Desk this week, Lucy, is something from um, our entertainment section. So I don't know if you have heard this. I mean, that's total lag. Send it to you earlier. But Sarah Paulson wants to make a Carol prequel. Whoa. A prequel. As yes. Uh, as Arceline said last week. Oh, wow. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, so she was asked by Grazia um, about what previous roles she'd love to dig back into. Um, So she says, I would have loved to go back and make a movie about the relationship that Carol and Abby had prior to the movie beginning. Um, Yeah, so she wants to basically um, make a movie more based on the price of salt. So the book that Carol is based on because Abby has a much larger role in it. It kind of like goes back into her story a little bit more, and I'm not gonna lie, but I would absolutely love to see it. Would absolutely love to see it. Oh, would
1: watch the shit out of that. I've been thinking about how I really, really want to watch Carol again, and how as it, I'm going to save it for the festive season. Obviously, it has a festive sort of air. Yeah, um, and I can't wait for that. And
0: yeah, oh, that would be so good. Oh, yeah. The real question is, Lucy, though, will we or will we not watch the holiday together again this year?
1: <laughs> I was I was reminded the other day of um, I was looking at I think my old bank transactions for some reason <laughs> all the way back to late November 2019 when we went and yeah. saw that film. What was it called? That terrible one with Amelia Clark in.
0: Oh my God, that was so fun though. <laughs> what was that? That was so oh, bad.
1: What was it called? Oh, I can't remember, but it was that Christmas film that came out, written by Emma Thompson, and it. Was- yes, and
0: it was all like about George Michael's songs in it.
1: Yes, I,
0: I've forgotten about that. But yeah, it was absolutely yeah,
1: yeah. trash. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. you know, good Christmas trash. But
0: I just reminded
1: yeah. of that, and how what a nice time we had that day.
0: Oh, and then and then like the sis, the sisters, a lesbian, and she's like not out, and then like it gets nice again, and she brings her girlfriend, and then like my mum, my mum's friend Sharon, were like, no, to meet you. Yeah. <laughs>
1: And at the end, your brother was like, oh, did you like the lesbians? <laughs> we were like, yeah, yeah, we did. <laughs> Absolutely oh. loved it. And um, if that's
0: not like Christmas time spent with friends and family, then I don't know what is. But on the subject of queer cinema, though, um, you probably know this already, but, you know, like I've been like dipping my toe back into Twitter a little bit, mainly as a just voyeur of what's happening <laughs> rather than um, actually stepping into the dumpster fire. But... Yeah. Um, I'm following um, this account that probably everyone follows and I'm just like really late to the party, but it's LGBT Film Bot. Do you follow that account? Yes. Love that. So funny. So um, if you are listening and you haven't um, heard of this, it's just like a bot account that um, basically just writes um, sort of sentence film proposals based on like, a queer cinema algorithm. So it can just be like anything, basically, but they all sound great. So a couple of examples are A Story of Queer Longing in 1920s Berlin, starring Zoe Saldana and Emily Blunt, is one. <laughs> um, a Story of Queer Longing in 1970s Australia, starring Anne Hathaway and Marion Cot- Cotillard. So, um, you know, would love to see all of these, to be honest. Absolutely uh, yeah I
1: love that, um, that account okay. and speaking very quickly about Christmas queerness we might as well and everyone knows we love the season um, there is a new queer holiday film as it were coming out this year called the Happiest Season which looks stunning loads of great people in that including some of your uh, top hitters Claire Deval
0: and I can't remember who else is in it <laughs> I forgot. Is Abby Jacobs? Is Abby Jacobson in it? I think
1: maybe can't remember. Um, it's also got Dan Levy, our absolute hun, Kristen Stewart,
0: Mary Smith. Oh. It's got that guy who was in the Titanic who, um, is very attractive. That I've also spoken about on the podcast, just having a nice voice. Is that Victor um, Garber. Yes. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's going to be an absolutely stunning film and um you know we should maybe watch it a thousand feet apart however we are. Oh.
0: And it's got like Dan Levy, Dan Levy, Aubrey Plaza, Kristen Stewart, like all those main ones.
1: Yeah, it's going to be great. So I'm very much looking forward to that. Um just on that topic.
0: So from queer film wrecks to music wrecks, Lucy, what is your track of the week this week?
1: well my track of the week (laughs) oh god right so i've been like um i like to have like a sort of usually a comedy half hour show to watch sometimes as a wind down etc um Mm. and i've been using this time to watch older comedy stuff that i've never watched and you know is like sort of important canon to the comedy scene or whatever so i have been watching um Like they basically anything to do with Alan Partridge because I've never actually seen any like Alan Partridge right and I know like bits of it and uh, Found it funny. So I was like right, I'll just watch it and see what it's actually like. So I was watching um, I'm Alan Partridge, which is you know very very funny in parts very very not uh, (laughs) Not okay jokes now in parts, um, but you know such is most comedy Um, and (laughs) there's this one episode I think it's like an iconic moment where basically uh, Alan is in his caravan and he does this like fake, uh, you know, playing along to a bass solo on a track. And it made me laugh so much in a moment where I really, really needed to laugh uh, that it is my track of the week because uh, it's also a very, very banging song. So it's Gary Newman, uh, Music for Chameleons. And it's an absolute banger. And every time I play it now, it just makes me like want to laugh loads. So, what honestly, what more could I want? So, uh, it would be doing a disservice to the song and to the way it made me feel to not make it my track of the week. So, that's my oh, track well, of the week. That's lovely. <laughs> what is yours?
0: <laughs> um, mine, weirdly, is because so, you know, like today, um, so what we tend to do is release a podcast on the same day as we record the next podcast. So um, I made, yeah, so I made the like, I'm not telling you, obviously, I'm just telling, you know, the listener. Um, (laughs) It's good um, to remember
1: that. It's good to remember that though.
0: Yeah, no, it's just good to yeah remind you. But um, I also, I saw the Twitter post very early today, very quick off the mark. Oh, who is she? I was very impressed. Anyway. um, (laughs) When you say impressed, you mean... (laughs) surprised (laughs) yes um but also impressed but anyway um i and that reminded me that i needed to post the instagram one so because we were talking about playboy last week i was like oh like famous bunnies and i was like oh i could do british jones or i could do l woods so i went with the l woods because i liked the like pink funny, I guess. Yeah. Um so I went for that as the picture. And then I started um thinking about the Legally Blonde musical, which I saw years ago when I was on holiday in Vancouver. Um and I went to see it at um Stanley Park, like Oops. in an outdoor yeah. musical thing. And it was really fun. Um, And there's loads of songs from that that are absolutely iconic. But because I was thinking about, like, main bits from Legally Blonde, I was thinking about Bend and Snap. And there's a song in the musical called Bend and Snap. And it is such a good song. It's really catchy. And you cannot argue with the opening line of that song, which is, look at my ass, look at my thighs, I'm catnip to the guys. So how can you yes. get a better opener than that and then um recently and um, someone that I follow on Instagram who I would definitely recommend to anyone who just likes good people to follow um it's called um the account is called the vagaggle and um the person that runs it is called Jolie um and she just does really cool Instagram things and one of the things that she does is like makeup dances to like fun songs and she made up this absolutely I don't know if she made it up or she like learned it I'm not sure but she made up slash learned this amazing dance to bend and snap and I watch it all the time to just like feel cheered up nice. um so um that is my track of the week obviously we both need to be cheered up by things and that's the common denominator of this week that's exactly what I was gonna say highest common
1: factor needle Needle. off. laugh yeah um yeah no uh uh, that sounds great i do not know any of the songs from uh legally blonde the musical but that line that you just read out was iconic and basically sounds like a missed line from wap so it's a yes (laughs) yes it's
0: very sort of wap adjacent um yeah there's another good one i think it's like the first song it's called oh my god you guys that one is good but um bend and snap is is amazing so yeah definitely uh look into that especially if you're into like very cheesy and camp musical theater which by the way i am so yeah that's that's mine for this week
1: great very good um so aside from music have you been listening to any new podcasts any recs for all the honeys out there
0: um a couple and some of them um I listen to anyway, but I've got a couple of new ones, so there's a new one that's a Spotify exclusive podcast which is called sex lies and d m slides i don't know if you've seen that uh doing the rounds Have't but that sounds funny <laughs> yeah, so um it's good if like you know sometimes you kind of want um a podcast that is quite short and quite just light and it definitely fulfills that criteria so It's, um, if you know, do you know Gizzy Erskine, the chef? Yeah. So it's Gizzy Erskine and Sydney Lima, and they explore the weird, wonderful, and sometimes disturbing world of sex and love in the age of social media. Each week, celebrity guests, such as Rose McGowan, Ruby Wax, Monroe Bergdorf and John Ronson are invited to open up their social media DM boxes to see what lurks within. From extremely inappropriate trolls, to extremely niche porn, to extremely awkward sexual encounters, this is a no-holds-barred no, no holds barred celebration of the world's favourite pastime. So, um, yeah... Especially with like celebrities or kind of people who are in the public eye, their DMs are just an absolute, yeah, dumpster fire, but can also open up conversations with, um, you know, wider meaning and open up, uh, you know, sort of discussions around interesting topics. So only one of them has been released so far, but obviously that sounds like a great mix of guests. But the first one is Sophie Hagen, um, whose podcast I've listened to for years, and like their comedy and stuff, um, yeah, and they were very funny, and their DMs were just wow, um, yeah, yeah, it's just interesting because you know it's a very like niche topic, but definitely something that most people have some kind of relationship to on a larger or smaller level i guess and it's just something that's like very particular to this time in history i suppose and the way that people like interact so it's yeah it's kind of interesting so i would recommend that if you're looking for something kind of yeah light and funny
1: yeah that sounds good it's a good like like you say um and if they're they're not too long and then it's just like a nice light thing and very it's always interesting to see the absolute like bizarre shit that people get dm'd um and yeah it's very of this time um interestingly i will just jump in there with my podcast rack because i think it's relevant um which is uh, i just started listening to today actually um a newish podcast called the log books um okay. which is um it's basically uh, made in partnership with um, Switchboard, which are like an LGBT helpline, which has existed since 1974. So people used to call in Switchboard and, uh, you know, with queries, um, or if they needed help uh, kind of thing um, as a queer person. And they logged all these calls and in the logbooks. And then now some uh, people who now work for Switchboard have decided to make a podcast where they sort of go through some of, like on a theme each each week uh go through the logbooks and talk about these um stories and histories of how it was to be a queer person in this country um from the 70s onwards and what's really great is it's full of like oral histories from um people of of the time or people who did ring up or um people adjacent to that time and i've listened to the first two the first one was about housing like and the need to really you know want to live somewhere with uh like-minded people and other queer people, I think that's definitely a huge thing, still. Mm, um, mm. And uh, the second one was about nightlife, uh, which as we've, you know, talked about on the podcast before, there is such a link between uh, uh, really feeling comfortable in your queer identity and basically like going out and like finding your space and a place to be comfortable uh, in a meeting people, being with your friends, um, and just being yourself. Um, yeah. and yeah. uh yeah like uh, it was it was so it's so fascinating like the way things were like the, the only way to find out like which pubs were safe or what nights were on queer nights was to like ring the switchboards people would ring up on like a saturday night like where's the gay pub in leicester or whatever and like want to know uh-huh. um and i just thought it's it's a like you said your that podcast that you've you recommended is very specific to sort of our time um, and uh, this podcast is just a really uh, interesting and uh, like uh, just a really great exploration of how how being queer has changed so much uh, in the time to look back to how it was, and there are some absolutely like heartbreaking and really like endearing cute stories from like older couples, which is always so nice to hear. Um, And yeah, I I would recommend it. I was really enjoying that today. So that is the log books. Get listening.
0: Okay. Yeah, that sounds great. Um, I have one more that I've just uh, started, which I don't know if you've heard of it. It's called um, Translash. So um, it's the Translash podcast with Imara Jones Um, And the kind of description says with anti-trans violence and political backlash at all time highs, award winning journalist Amara Jones hosts the Translash podcast where trans people and allies talk back about what matters most and discuss how to create a fairer world for all. So if um, you are... A trans person and want to hear more about trans news or if you're a trans ally and want to know more and understand more then um yeah it's a great uh, a great resource for that so um yeah i've started listening to that this week as well very good and other than us just waiting um, in earnest for the sarah paulson carol prequel is there anything else that you have been watching this week lucy
1: um, so I've not really watched much uh, queer stuff. Um, I've been picking back up on watching Succession, which I know I talked about on the podcast last year when I started it and then didn't keep watching it. But that is just a great telly show about, you know, really bizarre, absolutely uh, insane family politics and um, interpersonal relationships. Um, and it's really, really funny. So I would definitely recommend that if you want that kind of show. Um apart from that uh i have watched um i've been also i've been, i've been si- deciding to try and like finish watching things that i had started so i've been continuing on with Riverdale which I know I've talked about before and I I Mm -hmm. have to put Riverdale down every now and then because it just gets too much (laughs) it's like insane and the storylines are like bizarre but every now and then that's kind of what I want so I've been continuing watching that and it still is you know it delivers on all of those bizarre fronts and it continues to have a great like femme lesbian couple representation so um yeah it's good but it's (laughs) batshit oh And then, just really quickly, I did watch, um, I wanted to like watch a documentary. So I did a classic Google of like, what are the best uh, documentaries to watch or whatever. Mm. And I watched this documentary from, I think it's from the 90s or early noughties called, no, actually, uh, yeah, no, actually, I think it's only from a few years ago called The Work, which was about basically in this prison in the States. um, Every year they do a really, really intense uh like 3 day therapy session with uh, s- chosen inmates um and they open it up to people from outside to come in and join them for the therapy um and uh they basically made a documentary about it um it was incredibly raw uh and it showed these men really like going through it's like it's like really intense like radical therapy where they're basically uh, urged and uh, encouraged to sort of, you know, like basically let everything out in whatever way they need to, and usually that's quite physical, sort of like you know, there's a lot of like them restraining each other and stuff like that, and it, it was hard to sort of tell what was genuine in terms of there are cameras and stuff like that, but I think that you know a lot of it is is uh, genuinely what this therapy brings out in people, and it was a really hard watch, um, but it was very fascinating. Um, to hear the stories of these guys and to also see the process at work. Uh, I'm not sure how ethically sound the whole thing is, but um, it was a very interesting documentary. Um, the main thing I found difficult was sort of seeing them all breaking down and going through some work, and like basically they go into therapy and they put aside all of the like structures of the prison. So they like you know you have all your different groups mixing and stuff like that in a way that they wouldn't outside of this. Um, And it was very hard to sort of watch it, knowing that they were doing all this work, but then knowing that they were just going to go back to um, being in prison and being in a place that doesn't uh, support their, like, need for this kind of work all the time, basically. So, yeah, um, Yeah. yeah. but it was very, very interesting um, if you are interested in uh, prison, prison systems, therapy, uh, and anything like that.
0: So is that a US prison, or...?
1: Yes in the state somewhere i can't remember where yeah okay mm. it was uh, very fascinating um yeah so what have you been
0: watching well um i have watched um another documentary that's kind of um on another sort of spectrum to what you watch but i watched the this is paris documentary um about paris hilton
1: yes i um, by
0: this yeah i mean I've always liked Paris Hilton. I was a simple life Stan. Um, and yeah, just always like, admired her and everything that she's uh, managed to do with her business and her DJing. And I just think she's cool. Um, and, but, you know, obviously she is probably, well, the original, um, social media star, um, And created this sort of cycle that's followed on from from her over the past, I don't know, 15 years or something, possibly longer. Um, And you always sort of get the impression, unlike maybe with um, the Kardashians, where you're sort of really gaining those insights into their personal lives with Paris Hilton, it's, it's almost like a character and um, you don't really get to see behind the curtain of her sort of brand, I suppose. Um, and this podcast, this podcast, this documentary um, does that. And it's really interesting to, to watch. And even down to like, so we all sort of know Paris Hilton's voice, the sort of iconic, um, sort of very um, hyper-feminised vocal fry voice. But actually her voice isn't like that at all. No, it's and it, it was really interesting. So you um, get to hear her in the beginning and she keeps having to sort of like course correct because she's so accustomed to playing a character. She's sort of saying, I don't know what is real anymore. Like I can't, I can't do it. And found it really hard to kind of um, show her real personality and and real self to cameras because she's been sort of performing for so long in this very specific way to cultivate this brand that's made her you know millions of dollars over the years um but it also talks about um this traumatic event that happened in her life um as a young adult and um, that she'd never spoken about before and how that has really still affecting her um to this day and what she decides to do about that and how she decides to kind of address that trauma really for the first time um and yeah you just see a a lot more of a personal um side to her and um yeah it's just really interesting because she's the only one that did what she did at the time that she did it. And, you know, you see archive footage of her like taking selfies and filming herself for social media before anyone was doing any of that stuff. So, you know, whether you um, agree with it or don't agree with it or whatever your relationship is to, you know, social media stardom and celebrity or, you know, hashtag famous for being famous, whatever. um, It's undeniable what cultural impact someone like Paris Hilton has had. on on all of us as as a culture so um yeah it is it's an interesting one um to watch and like i said you get to see um a side of her that um she doesn't normally kind of um expose publicly so yeah i would recommend it it's a youtube originals documentary it came out a couple of days ago so yeah you can check it out there for free
1: yeah, I'm definitely going to watch it. I'm very, very intrigued. Um, and yeah, some of these things, I love it when you've seen it and then you basically say it's worth watching. I'm like, yeah, worth my time. I'm going to do it too. Yeah, I come here for Rex as well, everybody. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Putting in the hours so you don't have to. That's me. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, and I also watched the new um, Catherine Ryan um, series called The Duchess on Netflix. Uh, I've been to see Catherine Ryan's stand-up a couple of times. I think she's very funny. And um, this series is built around a lot of her stand-up, which is obviously based on her real life. Um, and I wasn't sure at the beginning, because I wasn't sure how it was all going to kind of work. Like, was it just going to be her stand-up jokes, just like in a scripted form, which would feel weird having seen her comedy before, Um, live and also on the Netflix special so you sort of feel like you like know that story but um there were so many like new jokes in it and um yeah um I thought it was it was quite it was quite densely packed with new stuff so you do feel like you're getting um you're getting something new um also the outfit's absolutely iconic she wears a lot of very iconic like headpieces, um <laughs> a, a lot of like intricate crystallized encrusted headbands um and yeah if you're if I think it's only like six episodes or something so if you're looking for something quite short quite funny um watch that I enjoyed it very good
1: Um, So I have um, a couple of book recs. I have read since last week, I read uh, 10 minutes 38 seconds in this strange world by Alif Shafak and this book was, I think it was nommed for, yeah shortlisted for the Booker Prize 2019. I bought this for my little sister for Christmas because it's set in Istanbul which is a city that means a lot to us and we love it loads and um, I uh, just it was one of those things where you sort of buy someone a book because you also want to read it (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Um, but I'd forgotten that I'd bought it for her and uh, last week I was like i need something to read i'm gonna look at your bookshelf she's like oh read this it's actually it's really good and i was like oh shit yeah this i love this it's so good so this tells the story of um right so it's not a spoiler but because it's literally like the first sentence um it tells the story of a sex worker who's been murdered in istanbul um and the 10 minutes 38 seconds Uh, reference like her brain shutting down and as her brain shuts down within each minute she has a new memory so you sort of like go back through her life um, learning about things um, through her memory in those last 10 minutes or 8 seconds and uh, there's a cast of Characters in this that are just amazing. It's got such great like friendships um, queer friendships between um, sex workers Uh, There's a trans character. There's um, like Just so much. It's so rich with like detail about all these people's lives and It's basically about sex work in Istanbul. It's about the exploitation of women in general, and about being a woman in Turkey, which is a very uh, difficult place to be a woman. Um, it's uh, full of like... It's a very hard, it's a, it's a really sad read, because as you're reading it, you're like falling in love with the main character, you know, you love her and you root for her, but you already know she's dead, and that's
0: like really yeah. uh, tragic. Um, it reminds me a bit of, um, you know, The Five People You Meet in Heaven.
1: Oh right, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you you recommended that on this podcast, I think, didn't you?
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm, I've not. But read it's kind that, of like you know someone's dead, and then it's like going back to like the key moments of their life through these like characters and stuff.
1: yeah. So very similar then. Um, uh, but like the sort of second half of the book is like post her death, and it's not her memories anymore, but it's what her friends decide to do about like her being dead kind of thing. Um, and uh, yeah. I just think it's. A really, really great book. It's um if you're interested in any of those things and if or if you just want to read something where um friendship prevails, uh then I absolutely recommend it. One million billion percent. I loved it, loads. Um so that is my first rec. My second rec is this uh book which I got through um my queer book box. So back to the book subscriptions, uh which we obviously uh love the most um this is my second book i got through them and it's called the bible new testimonials bible that is a very in.
0: stunning book cover
1: oh it is it's so it's such a book cover of this era
0: <laughs> oh it's very nice just realized nice. i'm really in the dark now <laughs> yeah you are
1: so yeah, i'm the, the, I'm are the angel you're
0: that you're the devil <laughs>
1: Oh my god. I think well, that's probably right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So this is a great little um uh, narratives and essays about bisexuality. Um and it's just really great like little reads. Ooh. You can pick it up and put it down. Um I believe it is uh National Bisexuality national?
0: Awareness Week.
1: Bisexuality <laughs> oh
0: Yeah, god. which will have already happened by the time this comes out, but in real time yes. that is what it is.
1: And here we are being aware. Um, and, uh, yeah, there's, there's some really great essays in here just about, like, what it's like to come out as bisexual, what it's like to live as a bisexual, just all different bisexual experiences, and I just wanted to read, um, this little bit from, uh, an essay entitled, All the Things She Said, by
0: uh, Annie,
1: okay, which is by Annie Dobson, and I just thought that this would really speak to our listeners, and when I say our listeners, I mean you and me. Okay. okay. So she's just talking about like what she did when she was 15 uh, after school and stuff. She's already talked about watching lip service. And then she says, Earlier that evening, I would have played The Sims because I played The Sims every day. I did not know I was playing in a queer utopia. Sims can t- interact with other Sims romantically, regardless of their gender. To put it in a way I like, all Sims are bisexual. The Sims came out in 2000 and same-sex marriage has always been a feature. The Sims was 14 years ahead of the UK government
0: and i was like oh fucking hell love the sins." but this- yeah like yeah. did did we write that and just forget i know <laughs> i thought
1: that so yeah it's a really great little book and it's volume two so there must be a volume one
0: uh which would also oh, be good so that's my I recs that. for reading I have to hunt that down gonna... also um speaking of my um forays back into twitter i was kind of upset that no one liked the tweet about lip service following me <laughs> like I was pretty I was pretty impressed when I rediscovered that after know, oh eight from years ages ago
1: no one liked that no what that is surprising yeah I know wait right I'm <sighs> anyway. just gonna turn my light on <laughs> okay
0: like my tweet while you're at it okay <laughs>
1: <laughs> so whilst we very much agree with uh reading stunning books that raise awareness about bisexuality, etc., uh, and the Sims. Uh, there are some things that we aren't quite so on board with. It's time for. I don't agree with it. What is it this week that you do not agree with?
0: <sighs> well, I think um, judging by our conversation pre-podcast, it is um, a broadly similar. I don't agree with it this week but kind of like manifesting itself in like I guess slightly different ways um yeah which is just around lockdown rules I guess and you know I'm I'm a great one for rule following and I will still follow the rules whatever the rules are but um just really disappointing to know that you can mix with over six people if you are hunting but you cannot mix with over six people if you are like a lot of you are in the same bubble and stuff. Um, Cause I was meant to be going on a nice holiday with my family that I was looking forward to, but because there are seven of us, um, I have to forego my place, even though the people that I'm going with are people that I've been like in the same house as well, half of those people. So it sucks. Um, yes. Yeah. I think uh, we were talking about this before. Um, you know,
1: obviously there are rules, there are these rules and restrictions for a reason, and there are needs to lessen socialising, probably, yes. But when you then throw in a tiny little clause that you thought you would get through and no one would see, that. Oh, it's fine, though, to still um, meet to go hunting and shooting, because that's totally fine. Uh, it makes it very difficult to not feel cynical about everything that is being uh, proposed and put into place. Uh, I mean, it certainly does for me. Uh, I, I mean, I've been cynical for a long time, but it just really is like the chariot. It's such a like it's almost a satirization of what you would expect from this kind of rule.
0: Yeah, I have literally nothing else to say about it other than no. it's just uh, annoying. Yeah, it's really, really annoying
1: and crap, and we absolutely do not agree with it.
0: We can't go on holidays Um with more than six people we can go on cruise ships is that right a cruise ship still happening lucy well i think so actually
1: are they i don't know i think they are
0: i think well um... whether they are or they're not there's one woman who's bound to know and that person is our very own jay mcdonald because it's time for selene watch, watch. And it's actually not Celine Watch this week. It is going to be Jay McDonald because Celine Watch has been very quiet. So, as you know, Jay McDonald is our understudy for Celine Watch if there is not the adequate Celine Dion news that we require for Celine Watch. So, um, Lucy, can you let us know what um, our most valued and esteemed understudy Jay McDonald has been up to this week?
1: Yes, I can. I would just like to say that I reckon jane mcdonald would be absolutely like flawed to be the understudy of celine dion she would live for that long for it love it am i right i think so I yeah think so. so this week in on mcdonald watch um <laughs> <laughs> i've been reading a really uh, great article from world of cruising .co. sorry world of <laughs> <In, laughs> an article entitled jane mcdonald reveals her dream cruise ship cabin and big pet peeve so oh, okay. obviously jane is the queen of cruising we all know that and she has been in as it says here some of the most fabulous and not so fabulous cruise ship cabins over the years as she revealed on her latest show, oh my god, I can't believe we missed this! Cruising with Jay
0: Macdonald, ships and giggles. What? What is that? What is it, Lucy? This is the Macdonald watch. What is this?
1: <laughs> One second. Uh, my, 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 my feeling is it's like a, a selection of funny moments taken from her series of programmes as she voyages around parts of the world abroad on some of the most luxurious and largest cruise crew ships. So I think that's the show for us, if
0: ever there was one. Absolutely. Oh, I, lo- I love a comp show. You oh. Know, love that you? As, a, as a genre. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, when you just want like want something like really mindless, and there's like loads of you, and you're like having a few drinks, some crisps, you'd like not really concentrating on it, but you know it's there. It's just like such comforting TV to have some like talking heads telling you about like what music was cool in the '90s or whatever. It's just like very that, and it's always on at like half twelve at night. Yeah, oh, love that. Yeah. Um, I don't but mind... also, sorry, no go, on. Um, no go on,
1: I don't mind like a sort of compilation show thing, but I hate. A countdown show like britain's favorite chocolate bar i hate that so oh my much. god i love it i, I love hate it. that with all the talking heads and stuff it makes me feel yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: weird <laughs> yeah i i love it i love it
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh dear what is britain's favorite chocolate bar though who knows money's on a whisper
0: <laughs>
1: mm, i bet it's a what flake. is britain's
0: <laughs> do you think what do you think it is it- or just like dairy milk or something like oh that. it probably is which is boring well like but... or like twirl and i hate twirls because they taste like dirt oh i like, I like a twirl myself no they, ha- they have a, they have a soily consistency which i don't like well, maybe. um maybe i like to eat dirt. maybe <laughs> maybe that is the takeaway from from this podcast but just to circle back away from chocolate bars and uh, back to jay mcdonald did you know that we actually influenced somebody to watch cruising with jay McDonald and enjoy it.
1: Yes! Oh my God, stunning! That is exact. That has made this whole thing worth it. Obviously, this is very worth all of our times. But that has made—if you know—we said at the beginning of this, and we said it off like No one knew this. This is actually one of our um goals with the podcast. We said, if if one person will watch jay McDonald cruising with jay McDonald, then we've done our job. So yeah, maybe we let's, round it round it out now. Is, is let's it? let's
0: let's round it out now. It's been a good year and a half, but. Um, yes It is um, One of my friends from work And they had done Some Instagram stories About all of the Hilarious Jolly japes That happened on Cruising with Jay McDonald and Then I replied like Oh my god Love this show da, 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 da. And they were like Well of course I know this This is how I got into it From the Amazing. podcast Amazing Yes <laughs> So that, that was great
1: news Love truly, that for us We are truly Influencers now <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. um, I don't know when our, when our, When's our check Going to come through That's what oh. I want to know any day now i'm
1: sure it's just a bit of a delay in the postal service but i'm sure i'm sure it will be here any day um okay cool so just to just to quickly uh you know let you all know what jane mcdonald's dream cruise ship cabin was um so she said that when she uh when she flew obviously not flew when she sailed on uniworld's SS, yeah sorry when she cruised on the ss <laughs> maria Teresa, she described it as being akin to a floating dorchester um, oh, and that the owner's suite was um, like walking inside a palatial suite. And she
0: said... So the suite was like walking in a palatial suite.
1: Yes, that's what she said, yes. Um, right, and okay. she said, stepping out onto the exclusive balcony, the straight-talking <laughs> northerner exclaimed, look at this, you can sit there in the nuddy and nobody can see you.
0: Okay, well and that's what that's, I'm looking for. Yeah. in a In a balcony i
1: don't know yeah okay so that is jane mcdonald's favorite ever cruise uh cabin um and she also says it's very important to have a good solid door on the toilet um so you know she just knows everything and i think everybody just get watching jane mcdonald's ships and giggles because (laughs) truly nothing will lighten your week like that i'm sure
0: where can we watch that? Is that a Channel 5 special? It is, we're going to situation? We're
1: gonna have to download 5 Star again. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> every week. Every week. Every week. <laughs> we'll I- know that you've made it when you have a phone that can cope with always having 5 Star without having to be redownloaded every week. Yeah, when I get that cheque in
1: the mail from being an influencer, that's the first thing I'm mm. buying with those okay.
0: influencer royalties.
1: <laughs> So whilst we wait for that glorious, huge, massive check, we will be loving you, leaving you, and longing for you. Until next time.
0: Goodbye.
1: Bye! Oh my god, Olivia. What? I just went on your, on your Twitter to find the tweet to like. And yeah. <laughs> I love your bio. <laughs> Playing devil's advocate. <apricot>. Yeah. <laughs>